We are knee-deep into almost the go-home show. I'm getting ready for the pay-per-view that we've all been waiting for, AEW Revolution 2022. Um, we're psyched for this. It's going to be it's gonna be good. They just AEW don't... pay-per-views are always great. You never feel like you don't get your money's worth, and that's the most important thing. Like, even what you would consider the closest thing they had to a botch on a pay-per-view and you still weren't really all that accept of it was the exploding barbed wire match and even then you're still like if you watch back it's a good match it's just the the exp- so they always deliver you never you always feel like you're getting your money's worth and you can go to th- are you going to go to you can go to Cinemark you can go to AMC and you can go to iPick if you want to go eat some food get some beers i think it's like 20 it's basically a half price of what you would pay at home but you're going to eat some food if you're going to and drink some beer and if you're going to eat or oh no does amc do food besides like they've the popcorn got, and nachos got some food but not, not much got it but i don't you know I, I was thinking about it but then i decided against it you're gonna yeah i was kind of like well i mean it is cool but then i was just like what well, but it's still it'll be like four or five hours at the movie theater yeah yeah that's the whole thing that's why i wasn't sure like iPix is showing, and iPix has really comfy seats, but you know you're going to spend some money. And if you're going with more than one person, then you're just like, but you'll spend a little bit more money when it's all said and done. So it's just like you could watch it at home too. So yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards that too. Let's go over some of the uh, the matches here. You got the card up there. Yeah, I got the card. They always come up with a great card by the time the pay per view rolls around. Even though like it seems like the the creative has been a little all over the place since the last pay per view. By the last two episodes of Dynamite, they really just pulled everything together. Yeah, they really did. You know, because I, I told you, my son, he was a little bit on the fence. And he's like, oh, wait, you know what? I had a change of heart. Let's let's definitely get it. And I was like, well, what changed your mind? And he said, MJF versus CM Punk in the dog collar match. And I was like, my boy, my boy. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's, to me, that's, that's the big one, right? Well... That's the big one on the male side. The female side, we know the big one. Friend of the show, Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker for the AEW women's title. I think this could be the coronation, or you think they're going to drag it out for one more? I don't know. I feel like they could absolutely drag it out and it would be acceptable, but I hope they don't. I hope they don't. And you brought up a really good point. They're about to do their Texas tour, and man, Road Warrior pop for Thunder coming into Austin and San Antonio with that belt. Road Warrior Places pop. will be destroyed. Yeah. It's, it's just like, like everything will come crashing down. People will die. Yeah, and they cut a great promo, promo on Rampage. And I thought it was weird that uh, Britt Baker kind of, like, it was, like you said, one of her better promos, but she kind of called it out weird, just like, you're nothing but a, people like your song. And I was like, I don't think that's true. I think it's just, she got over, I feel like she didn't even have that song the whole time. She just got over the minute she came from NWA with her look and her vibe. Before they even full-time All Elite, to me, she just felt like a star. Yeah, you never notice her song. You just hear the Thunder Rose at the beginning. But No. um, It still was a good promo. I I like when she said, I was building this company while you were wrestling on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, man. I, Mick Foley brought up a good point. I think he was on the, the Thunder, Roca, Thunder Rosa eating tacos, the taco vlog. I think he brought up that, like, Tony Khan's been shelling out money for all these songs. Like, he needs to get Thunderstruck for her. 
Yes. Why is that? <laughs> Can you imagine the crowd chants? Oh, man. Yeah, people would get nuts there. So I think that would be great. But, yeah, sorry. I jumped ahead twice because I had a story for both. So we got... Uh, I'm going to do this in Taz, Taz's voice. We got Wardlow against Keith Lee against Powerhouse Hobbs against Ricky Stocks and Orange Cassidy. And then a TBD, Face of the Revolution ladder match. We're going to have a surprise entrant there? Yeah. Well, I think we're in for two surprises. Jeff Hardy? It's I a think, ladder match. Yeah. I think Jeff Hardy is coming because uh, I saw Matt Hardy threw up the extreme symbol a couple of times. Uh, people are chanting delete as he's already ready to cut bait from the Hardy party. Uh, and then he... Please give Matt Hardy a chance to do the delete gimmick proper. With people? Dude, it's still... I was just like, maybe it died. But like when people see that they're, he's about to possibly turn when Matt come, uh, with Jeff coming back, they're starting, charting, starting to chant delete. That has the potential to be like yes chant level delete. I mean, yes chant level sort of like... Hype. Yeah, I can... Yeah. I can totally see that. And he, he owns it, right? So I think they can do it. And now having brother uh, Jeff Hardy coming back, even if he just came back, I, you think he would get a huge pop even if he came back as brother Nero when he came back with the, the blanked out eyes? 100%. Yeah, he yes. would still get that Every, pop, right? Everybody watched all the uh, – everybody that's in the AEW watched all the, the, you know, the Matt Hardy internet stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it was good shit, man. So, yeah, I think there's a very good chance he's going to be in there. But, you know, Matt Hardy has Isaiah Cassidy, uh, Andrade, and Matt Hardy against Sting, Dar Davi, and Sammy Guevara. Guevara. Uh, so I don't know if uh, Jeff's going to come there or if they're going to let Jeff come out by himself. I feel like, I feel like he's going to get a monster pop, but, like, the... The fan in me would like to book it to where he came in with Matt Hardy in the ring too. I feel like his pop's gonna be would be a little bit bigger if Matt was there because you just have the double energy. So I'd like I as much as I'd like to see him in that ladder match and he'd get that pop, I want Matt to be a part of that. But I know sometimes they want to separate him and want him to do their own thing. But like No, this will be a good time where Matt can drop the uh Hardy, what is it? The Hardy family order or whatever? Oh, yeah, the Hardy family Just, office. No, drop HFO. the suit, put the robe back on. Yeah. Take the ponytail off, right? Yeah. Well, maybe they, yeah, maybe they turn it into an extended gimmick. Maybe he comes back as the face of the revolution ladder match. And then Matt Hardy realizes it. And then maybe they just spread it over a couple of weeks. Like, next thing you know, you know, he has his nervous breakdown. And then he says, ha, 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 And then, you know, it's on. Yep. So it could happen. Uh, and then we start getting some cool internet videos. Yeah, because honestly, I would love to Let see... Let them do the Hardy Compound proper at AW. That yeah. would be fun. That would be great, because that means we got Hardy Compound in Impact, WWE, and AEW. That's, that's star power, where you can jump to three different organizations and pull that off. Do we get Vanguard 1 back? I hope so. God, I hope so. <laughs> you know, and dilapidated boat. I mean, there's so much stuff that you can bring back. And I'd honestly like to see something with Sting. And, you know, obviously he did really well with him in Darby's uh, uh, cinematic match. I'd like to see something with the Hardys and those two. That would be fun, right? Matt and Jeff Hardy, but you get Brother Nero Hardy against Sting and Darby in a cinematic match. Directed by Darby. Yeah. Or Darby's into, into that yeah, too. I, I'm I'm all for that, so we see that. Uh next match, uh really super hot promo quasi shoot 
style promo when you had uh, Chris Jericho has another nickname against John Moxley. They gave him another nickname, the Influencer. Who's the Influencer? Chris Jericho, Le Champion, (laughs) the Demo God, and now he's the Influencer. But did you watch that? That promo with Eddie Kingston. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, it was like somewhat of a shoot because I felt like Eddie kept wanting to cut him off. And then he's like, oh, oh, all right, bro. All right, bro. All right. And he's just like, let him go with it. But it's kind of a bummer that everybody shoots on Eddie Kingston now yeah. as the promo because it's like, you know, it the first time, it, you know, it was awesome, whatever. But now he keeps getting insulted. And I don't yeah. like it. Yeah, because he's like, you know, I was, you know, I was in my 20s when I finally made it. And I was an international star. And where were you? You know, and you don't try hard enough. And that's the same thing that Brian was doing to him. That's what everybody says. You don't try hard enough. Yeah. You're a bum. So I I don't know. I want to see, I want to see Eddie with uh, Santana and Ortiz. And I want to see them as the the baseball furies keep the paint on and just be that new york crew he doesn't have to paint his face but i like i like those three together it feels natural to me it feels yeah, very natural good, to trio. Me. Yeah. i mean they've talked for a while about doing the trios belts i, I hope they do that they um, need i think to do they that. have enough people now that they can they, they totally can swing that. do um but either way i think eddie needs a strap he needs to get a run with the strap he does i think, I think he needs to take that belt from sammy because he would get that belt so over. Oh, he totally will. Yeah, Mike and I were talking about this yesterday. I feel like uh, Darby and even Sammy, in a way, like, and you can even argue that it. We'll see how it goes with Adam Page. That they, people wanted these guys to get the strap for so long, and now that it got it, is it have was the was the destination as good as the chase? Because the baby faces are over, super over when there's the chase. But once they finally get there, there's a different challenge of staying there like you got to make it worth it and i feel like eddie would be like all right you know you guys say you know i I didn't try hard enough now i got this belt i dare you to come get it i dare you to come get it anybody come get this belt whenever you want you're not going to take it i worked here you know i'm almost 40 years old and i worked so hard to get this belt i will kill you before i get this belt and then they're like yeah now you basically any challenger is a threat to his life and his livelihood Yep, and then Cesaro walks out as Claudio, and just like, and you got your quasi shoot. Oh man, yeah, that's money. And then Claudio cuts a promo where he tells him that you were lazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that would be sad. And then we got, uh, yeah, that would be good. Claudio, dude, Punk is. Everyone's a fan of him in the locker room too. So, if you look at uh, him, you probably think it was Eddie. Kingston is lazy compared to like Cesaro, but who isn't? Guy like speaks seven languages and he sleeps on like a wood plank. His nickname <laughs> is Superman. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, next up, we got Brian Danielson versus Moxley. Before I fight with you, I have to bleed with you. Uh, I think these guys are going to beat the crap out of each other. Is Brian Danielson right now probably the best wrestler in the world? Yeah. I yeah, because so it feels like a what sh- he's doing is un- he's he's just unbelievable. Well, it's unprecedented too because it feels like a shoot. Like I feel it feels like it's now, you know, the yes chant was cool, and it, you know, obviously it got way over, and it was a little bit of a shoot because he was positioned as the underdog by Vince McMahon because you know maybe you're too small, pal, and we have to put you as the underdog. But now we're seeing, like you said, this 
Brock Lesnar version of Brian Danielson. And now this is a heightened version of him because he has no doubt he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. And maybe he thinks these guys are... Now he's telling these guys the same things that he told them is. Like, your style is soft. You know, I want to see you wrestle me. So I think this is going to be... This could be a show stealer, too. I think Cornette calls it when he says, uh, Brian Danielson's the guy who can make you look good by beating you. Yeah. And he's just, he's, uh, he's just never been better. He's got the shoot feel. He is AEW's Brock Lesnar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People see him go, and it feels like a shoot fight. Yeah. Yeah, because you see his, I mean, his chest is always bleeding and beat up. And these guys, he beats the crap, you know, these fights. He gets into these fights. You know, it has nothing to do with, like, his size. He just gets into these gnarly, gnarly fights, man. So it's going to be good. And I think this is going to be good. And I hope, I hope it happens. And I hope Moxley has somewhat of a turn with Brian Danielson. And they become basically these guys that are like, we're, we're going to beat the respect into you. We're going to force you to go into the deep water. We're going to make you feel uncomfortable so we can get the best out of you. And I hope they do that. And eventually, I, I think it could be argued that Punk could be part of that crew too. I know people are ready to see CM Punk versus brian in a way but i'd like to see the swerve and have these guys as you know new world order style with hogan hall and nash i'd like to see punk moxley and brian and just like pushing these guys to their limit and just because all three of these guys are quasi shooters when when they're on the mic yeah so i i'd like to see that more than i want to see punk wrestle either one of these guys i'd rather see them basically running the gamut and being uh, a click there similar to the NWO without the, obviously we're taking over and not getting like the difference is like NWO, they wouldn't put anybody over, but I'd like to see these guys doing it and forcing them to get into the deep water and making people better because, you know, when this is the next match we're talking about, you know, this MJF versus CM Punk stuff is, is great. It feels very old school. That last uh, MGF promo was out of sight. Yeah. Oh, man. And then Punk played. It's just like, is it true? And then, like, you know, he, he was working the tears in there and just like, yeah. I mean, this is – I'm glad that it wasn't a one and done. Like, he let him – you know Punk believes on him when, when MJF went over on Punk in Chicago twice in the same night. And yeah. that's yeah. – and, and I'm glad that they're going to continue to do this. And – uh, I, I love the way that they just kind of weaved it into um, Piper in Portland. It's like, okay, you want to be Piper in Portland? Because did you ever see the Roddy Piper versus Greg Valentine dog collar match that they keep referring to? I never saw that Just one. absolutely, when it's done, let's, you watch it on YouTube. It's, it, it's going to blow your mind because it felt like a shoot, you know, and Piper's ear was bleeding. And he had years and years later that he's like, my my hearing was never the same and you, and it just felt like a shoot. And then like, we have no idea, but this match, what was cool about this match is this was before, I mean, Piper was on, I, I call it WCW, but it was NWA 505 on Saturdays and he was hyper Piper and he was, but people who saw this match saw it as, it was a pro wrestling illustrated VHS tape that you would go and rent. And it was one of the few times that like 
oh, this is like the best of the matches from these other territories that are not WWE. So the first time I saw it was on a Pro Wrestling Illustrated VHS tape that I rented at my local video store. And I was just like, whoa. And I think by that time, it might have been, they might have already even made it to WWE by then. So you're like, this was old Piper versus old Greg Valentine. And Greg Valentine, by that time, people are like, oh, he's boring. You know, he runs the garden. But like you saw this match, and you're like, holy crap, man. I think Gordon Soley called it too. So I loved how they weaved Piper in Portland, and now they turned it into a dog collar match. So definitely worth checking out that Piper versus uh, Valentine. But yeah, and checking out this pay-per-view, I'm excited to see it. Uh, this next match, they kind of just squeezed in there, but... Uh, the right word is squeeze because it is Jade Cardgill versus Ty Conti for the TBS championship. This is her other than Thunder Rosa's match with her in the tournament. This is her re- first real threat for the title. Right. Yeah. And also uh Ty Conti's second title shot. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause she got Brit that time. Right. We still want heel tie, but, uh, yeah, these two, I mean, obviously they both look like superstars. Again, I'm sorry, it doesn't matter if we're talking WWE or AEW. Women's wrestling is great right now. It's so freaking good. It's so freaking good. I mean, yeah, that you have multiple matches like this. And again, like, Dunder Rosa's our favorite wrestler. So, I mean, but just even to have this match, I feel like this is finally elevating Jay Cardgill, now that she's got the belt, make her, they're trying to make her a Goldberg. You know, they're giving her the win streak. So are you excited for this match? Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this. But I agree, it is kind of just squeezed in there. Um, but I'm, it's, I'm sure it's going to be good. You know, um, I'm definitely, there's nothing on the card that I'm not looking forward to. There's no bathroom break material on the card. Yeah, they're not good with bathroom breaks. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's good. I think it'll be a good match. Not a lot of setup, but it'll. I'm sure it'll be great. No, it wasn't a lot of setup. But, I mean, is it – it took a long time. Was it Goldberg, like, 50 matches in before he finally got, like – well, everyone was talking about – the two matches I remember is when he fought Haku Ming because you're like, oh, man, this is like a shoot fight, and you knew Ming could take him out for real if he wanted to. Then you had the shoot fight with Steven Regal – you know, William Regal – you, which was like a shoot fight, which is just William Regal's like, what are you talking about? That's just how I work. <laughs> but then you had finally when he got Raven and he won the U.S. title. I feel like Jade Cargill's now at that level of just like now she's at that U.S. title. It's like, okay, now she's going to be a real threat. Because eventually the buildup has to be, if you really want to go that route of the Goldberg route, the Ultimate Warrior route, she stays undefeated and she, as the TBS championship she challenges whoever's got the uh the big strap the big female strap. Yeah, I feel like Jade Cargill is still on the rise. Yeah. Even though she's she's got the belt now. To me she's sort of like Tony Khan's first um attraction. Yeah. You know what I mean that he that he created, a homegrown attraction. Good point. Po- yeah, very good folks point. Folks want to come just see her. You know what I mean? Just to see her in actual life. Because you can't believe a person looks like that, right? I know. <laughs> yeah, she legit looks like an action figure. So she's figure. like AEW's first attraction. And I think, I think she's, she's going to be a great champ. I think she's still on the rise, though. You yeah. Know what I, mean? I don't think she's had that match. Uh, that one match that makes you think, oh, yeah, she's great. 
No, not yet. She hasn't been pushed for that yet. Like her high profile match was like her first match, right? When she was with the Shaq match. I feel like yeah, that was right. like the, the big profile match, but she hasn't been pushed yet. Now, now to get her where she needs to be, obviously she's a star. She looks like a star. She's even, you know, her work is good. Like she doesn't seem like, you know, Goldberg got a lot of heat because like, oh man, his work is so bad or he's going to hurt someone. I feel like she doesn't get that, but like, you got to bring her into the deep water. You got to see how she's going to be now when she gets challenged, you know. And I feel like Ty, you know, they kind of did it with the bunny. The bunny got some offense, right? So I, you need to push that next level and take her into the deep water. And Ty can do that because Ty's technically a shooter, right? She's a she's a judo yeah, shooter. Yeah, one hundred percent. This is my kind of like I guess critique or whatever. You can tell me what you think because you're an actual professional and understand these <laughs> things. But like, I feel like. Jade Cargill sells a little too hard for whoever she's with. You know, I feel like she just yeah. her selling is too much. She's a behemoth, right? She's huge. I don't. I, I think somehow that needs to get toned back. You know, or maybe I don't know. What do you think about? No, that? you're you're you hit the nail on the head. Like if she took if she sold the way she sold like some of the matches uh, against the Bunny, Vince McMahon would have chewed her ass out in Gorilla. You don't sell, damn it. You're an Amazon. You're a behemoth. You don't sell for them unless I tell you sell for them. So you're no, your instinct is correct. But I think it's just her time in the ring, you know, because she's still she's still a rookie, right? And when you're a rookie, you're you're a little bit more generous. You oversell because you want to make sure that the people in the locker room know that you're willing to work with them. It's very hard to be put in the position without having someone like Vince telling you, you better not sell to decide to go into your business for yourself and saying, I'm big. I'm not going to sell. Cause that's going to brand you as an asshole or someone's like, I can't make money with this person or I can't work with this person. You need somebody like Tony Khan to remind not only her, but the person that she's working with that, hey, nothing personal, but this is how we're going to make money. The George the Animal Steel talk with me for Ahmed Johnson. It's just like, remember, he's a, he's a building. You can't touch him. You can't move him. You're still telling a story. So your instinct is right. They just need to have somebody in there to remind her, hey, we know... We're we're building you into this superstar, so you we have to sell a little bit less. But that's got to be a management decision. That's got to be Arn Anderson walks over and has that conversation with not only her but working. So yeah, you're you're 100 percent right. Yeah. So and like not that she, you're right. Not that she shouldn't sell for people. Just I just the way she does it is a little bit too much. But yeah. Anyway, that's that's it. Other than that, you know. Yeah. I mean, she wants to show that she can take bumps, and she can. I mean, she clearly she's an athlete. You know, she she walked out from day one, and you're like, okay, Vince, Vince, uh, Vince. yeah, Vince is going to be jealous because Tony's got a star right there, a homegrown star. So, props to that. Uh, next match, we have the Jurassic Express versus. I didn't know they had a team name, but they got a team name now. Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish or Red Dragon. Yeah, the Red Dragon. The Red Dragon versus a TBD team. Uh, looks like they were teasing some in that tag team battle royal, some stuff with FTR and the uh, the Bucks. Uh, strange that the Bucks are not on this card yet, so I'm assuming that TBD is going to be the Bucks. Would the Bucks not book themselves on the pay-per-view? Or 
Tony Khan's got the full book now, so I guess maybe they don't get a say. Um, I'm not sure. I didn't realize they weren't on the card. I didn't even think about it. Oh, JJ said that comes from the Ring of Honor days. See, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. I, I didn't watch a whole ton of Ring of Honor with these guys. So, but I mean, I like it, and I was just like, okay, cool. They got matching gear. They're a tag team. I like that better that they established their history together. And then you got Adam Cole kind of in the middle because you know he has history with both the Bucks and Red Dragon. So I'm cool with that. So we'll see how that if that's going to play out at all in this TBD of the tag teams. Uh, but I, I I assume that Jurassic uh, Express is not losing their belt yet. Not yet. I Not feel yet. like they got the belts a little late, but um, I, I think they were at their biggest right at when AEW started. Yeah. You know? But, you know, whatever. They are getting the run, and that's, that's cool. Yeah. Then we have the match that we are looking most forward to, and we talked about this already, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. I, again, the more I think about it, I think it's, I think it's time. Give, give Thunder. It's time for a run. Like, because Britt Baker's had it for a long time, right? Um, over a year? Has it been over a year? I feel like it's got to be at least close to her over a year. And not that I'm all... Her all f- she did had it for a year, right? Yeah. So not that I'm all for the take turns, now it's this turned. I just think that Thunder Rosa is just so over. And she's all over the place. I mean, she's got her, you know, she's got Mission Pro. She's doing stuff with Game Changer. She's, any, anywhere she goes, you know, she's she's their star. She's... She's the YouTube. That's not an insult when you say when I'm wrestling on YouTube. It's like YouTube sensation, man. That's a big deal. Call Matt Cardona a YouTube sensation because he is. He's got a lot of belts. So I think it's time. I think it's time for Thunder to. I wish they would have built it up a little more. Is my only complaint that they could have been building this way back up from back in the day. You know, since their lights out match where they they both got Uber over. You know, but it's just Brett was a little bit ahead of where Thunder, because Thunder just kind of just got there. So there's also a part of me that thinks you could drag it, and I I don't want to see it one and done, and I don't want them to move on to somebody else. I want to see it continue. So then there's that part of me, well, then does somehow Brett screw Thunder and she doesn't get it yet, and then they wait for her to get it in San Antonio? Because that would be a road warrior pop. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. So if she doesn't get it this week, then maybe she gets it in San Antonio. Because San Antonio's before Austin, right? Yes, it's the week before. Yeah. So 100%. Maybe they wait for her to get it there, so maybe something happens, and this is their way of dragging it on. Because I want to see them work more than just, like, we got teased on that Lights Out match, and then I feel like we never got them again. And so they was like, okay, they must be saving. Well, now they're saving it. Let's let's MJF versus CM Punk, and let's just let's just drag this out. Also, can we give Thunder Rosa a faction, please? Yeah, like, give her give her a squad. Um, I think her Mercedes Martinez, and then bring in the Renegade Twins from Mission Pro. Oh yeah, that's that is a squad. That is a monster squad. No pun intended. I'd love to. I'd like to see that. Give them all a little bit of different. Oh man. Yeah, from the the graveyard gang or the Tijuana, the stars from yeah, and that that's that would be great. I feel like they are at least because Mercedes is now part of this, right? She had her, she bled with Thunder, and now she'll fight with Thunder because now, right? They have Jamie Hader and Rebel. I'm glad. I'm glad about that. I was I was bummed when Mercedes came in and uh, she was instantly heel. 
yeah. with uh, Thunder. And now I thought they would have been great together. Yeah, and now they and now they got it. You think they're ever going to have uh, the female tag team, the belts? Um, they should. You know, I bet I'm sure that's in the works. They've got the pe- they've got the people now. They got enough people. Um, I mean, they just added the uh, TBS belt, so maybe that's a while away, but it's going to happen. I'd like to see, you know, again, we don't like a, t- a ton of belts, but I think there's room for female belts and there's r- female tag belts and then there's room for trio belts. And I think, man, that would be tough. And make the trio belts intergender. I was just going to say, are, you, are we ready for intergender? Where basically, because if you think about this, how cool would it be for Butcher, Blade, and Bunny to be the trio's championship? I, I, I like them as their own faction. Get them out of the Hardy family office. Just have Butcher, Blade, and Bunny and have uh, Darcy come to the ring with them sometimes and just have that that horror faction, I like that haunted house feel. I'd like to see that. So that's our, that's our pitch. So Tony Khan, call us uh, if you need us to bookmark it. This is right around the one-hour something mark. Just call us and, and just say, hey, what's this new idea you have? Just We can do it on our regular call. All right, and then the final match. Uh, with all that being said, does the main event feel like Hangman Adam Page versus Adam Cole? Wow, yeah. I with all the matches that. we just said. I mean, they're gonna. that's going to be the main event because they do it proper. But Yeah, that's like... But think about this. It's it's the opposite of what WWE does. They're like, well, no no one star is bigger than the roster, so we're going to just, no, we'll do it this way. But now they're like, okay, the AEW championship should go last. But, like, man, we just named a bunch of main events. A bunch of main events. That's every AEW pay-per-view. It's, it's full of main events. Yeah. These are all main events, so we're ready to, ready to go. So uh, I don't know. I think... There's no, I don't, I, I can't see any way that uh, Hangman Page loses his belt to Adam Cole at this moment. Do you? No, that, no, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But I feel like this match maybe is. Uh, it feels a little dry for a reason. Maybe we're going to get some storyline here. Something's going to happen. Oh, sorry. Mike was uh, texting. I didn't know if he was on there or was going to read what he was uh, texting. But, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. But I just think they're doing a bunch of other stuff with Adam Cole that kind of takes away that has nothing. Because they have all this inter, all these politics and all these friendships are kind of all interweaved in there, right? Because you have Red Dragon, you have the Bucks, you had Adam Page that was part of the Elite, right? With and he had his run with Kenny Omega, but then you had Adam Cole was part of that too. Uh, and then we have Kenny Omega hang is like, does he make some kind of like run in? Is like, is he done with Adam Page? Because that was was that just a one and done? Is he coming back yet? I mean, a run in from him because would that have been felt more like a main event if you had Kenny Omega as part of this as part of a triple threat? I don't know. I guess I guess it doesn't feel main eventy because it just. Didn't have a lot of build, you know. Yeah, they just kind of threw Adam Adam Cole in line. Yeah, they which did. is fine. I, it sounds like it's going to be a good match. I, oh yeah, no. This, now this isn't you know? about if it's going to be a good match or a bad match. Yeah. I mean, I think they're going to have a good match for sure. But you know, like JJ said, it's like feels weird. The dynamite isn't really built around Hangman like it was when Omega 
was their championship. Like they didn't build the show around him where everybody knew that Stone Cold was going out last and this, the show was going to be built around him where it doesn't really feel like that with Hangman because he has the disadvantage or whatever you want to call it of having all these other stars that are there and he's their top guy. He needs these guys to give him a rub because look, think of it. I mean, he's on top right now with the belt in a company that has Chris Jericho, John Moxley, CM Punk, and Brian Danielson. And Adam Page is on top of those guys. That's and, and to this day, I think that um isn't Hangman probably out of everyone who's had the AEW championship, probably the least known? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Absolutely. It was even somewhat controversial given Kenny Omega the belt. Remember, they kind of had to retool him a little bit to give him that belt. And then when he came out as the belt collector and the cleaner and just obnoxious heel who couldn't cut a promo, and that kind of elevated him where they didn't do that with Adam Page. Is he going to run into the problem of the chase was more exciting than the catch? Time will tell. I don't know. Because they, I mean, they were wanting... You know, they were pissed at Chris Jericho for carrying the belt and not putting Adam Page over back then the, for the first time. But I 100% back that play. Hey, Chris, you got Chris Jericho and you just started a new company. Chris Jericho gets the belt. Sorry. And, and you, you, he gave the rub by having Adam Page make it that far, in my opinion. So did he get enough of a rub? And he was getting over. You know, I'm not saying he wasn't getting over, but was it enough to stay over that you have these other guys? Like, what's going to happen if they do this faction with Brian, CM Punk, and Moxley, and you have Adam Page on top? Now you have a true threat to Adam Page, and this is where he can shine. And just like, you got these guys that are like, we're stars. You're not a star. You know, you were a flicker. And you never got over. We're over. I mean, you give that quasi-shoot interview, and we're coming for that belt because we sell the tickets. We're going on in the middle, or we're opening. You know, we're curtain jerk as a favor to you, but we're the stars, and we're getting over. Now you have a true threat to those belts, and how Adam Page reacts to that is what's going to determine if he's a star or not. Can I book this real quick? Yeah, book it. I think you have that faction of CM Punk, Brian Danielson and John Moxley versus the four pillars. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Because again, and we were talking to, I was talking to Mike about this is like the four pillars do have the issue of just like Ric Flair, you know, and I'm talking about the canceled Ric Flair. Just think of for, take a journey with me. Ric Flair is Ric Flair, 24, seven, He's Before not the internet. Yes, he's not playing Ric Flair. He is Ric Flair. When he goes in the ring, when you run into him in the elevator, he is Ric Flair, right? So Chris Jericho is a rock star. He comes out in purple sneakers and, and his leather jacket, and he feels like he's a star, and people are singing his song. And that's why he's telling Eddie Kinston, you're not a star, I'm a star. And he's not wrong about him. I mean, he's, he could be, he's trying to give Eddie that rub. Here's the thing about some of the four pillars. Other than MJF, who is MJF on Twitter and he's he's cursing out little kids and he's giving the finger to Special Olympics. So let's just talk about Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and Jungle Boy. Like they go out there 
and they they are these characters. But you feel like he's not going to be Jungle Boy when you run into him. And and is Darby going to be Darby in a hotel lobby? You know when you run into him, and that you feel that you can feel that. You know Foley Mick Foley called it that X factor that they have. You can feel that. So the the four pillars need somebody to elevate them and turn you know Jack Perry into Jungle Boy twenty four seven three sixty five. And I know it's a different time, you know. And I and I it's. I could argue, you know, that's what's going on with Charlotte Flair, but she's staying Charlotte Flair. So you need somebody to push them. And that new faction, I think you just booked it. I think you just booked it that, that the, the, the pillars need to be pushed and tested, you know, earthquake tested. And I think you just booked it. So Tony Khan owes you a check. Four pillars, which includes a heel MJF. It's like Joker joining up with the Justice League. Oh, man. Oh yeah, you just took it to another. Congratulations! You know, I didn't even hear Cut the, the ele- check. Yeah, I didn't even hear the elevator button, but you just took us to a whole new level. Like I didn't even realize that. If he do that and just like, look, I don't want to team with you guys, but I have no choice because we are the future, and he w- could almost be the quasi leader to really help elevate them and push them because he said it. Britt Baker is. The, the true fourth pillar, but she, because Britt Baker is Britt Baker, I feel like if she was filling, you know, if she was giving me a root canal, I feel like she would be talking shit because she feels like it would be Britt Baker. Like, I feel like she's, she's, she's pulling it off. And I think the other pillars need to do that. And I think you, you just found a way to do it. Have these guys grind them into steel. <laughs> 